Hey there, it's me, Denise Lee, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help improve your mindset and your money. And today I'm going to talk about an elephant in the room that I think all of us have been aware of, but it still scares us nonetheless. And it's about chargebacks and asking for your money back. If you have been afraid or frightened or scared of someone asking for a refund, this is an episode for you. We're going to be talking about why it happens and more importantly, how to prevent it. You're going to get all these tips coming to you after this short break. Hey, 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 and we're back. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. If you are listening for the very first time, I want to just give you a big old electronic high five. Thanks so much for just being here. Make sure you smash that subscribe button so as soon as I drop an episode, you'll be able to listen to it lickety split. And for those of you who have been listening, or multiple episodes. Thank you so much for being here. Would you do me a big fave? If you've been loving these episodes, make sure that you write a review. Send me a message at hello at denisegelee.com. I love to send you a little token of my appreciation. And for all of you guys, if you haven't done so already, let's get social on social media. Follow me on Twitter, Denise G. Lee, or on LinkedIn, Denise George Lee, where you'll be inspired and motivated and encouraged to be the best version of yourself, not just in your business, but in your life. And with that all being said, one more thing before we get started. Everything that I'm going to be talking about, it's going to be included in my custom course, Selling Superstar. Selling Superstar is a five-week program where I guide, teach, and instruct you how to avoid chargebacks and more or less just kill it with your sales. Selling Superstar is only available using the link in the show notes below. So, if you are really interested in learning about how to avoid chargebacks and all these other dreaded things, check out the show notes and access Selling Superstar. And if you are listening to us, use the offer code that's also listed below and take advantage of a extra little discount to help sweeten the pot. And with that all being said, let's get into today's episode. Now, I remember when... I was introduced to the idea of chargebacks and refunds. It came in a, a nonchalant way. I was having a coaching call and my coach was telling me that his own coach had this, biz- I, I want to call it bizarre, but it's not bizarre because I've been later told that it was actually industry standard that he had a 40% refund rate. And my head just freaking explode. Like, what are you talking about? And this guy, his mentor is a multimillionaire. And I, 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 I just could not process that. I'm like, are you telling me that you're successful and you're having a 40% refund rate? And evidently, this is part of the process. And I, I couldn't even understand it myself. So let's dive into it and talk about what in the world is going on and why it happens and more importantly, how we can avoid it, okay? I just want to let you know that first and foremost, that refunds, 
are going to happen. It's going to happen sooner or later. And especially as your business grows and expands, you're going to have a lot of people disputing charges, asking for refunds, canceling plans, depending on how you're, what you're selling or how you structure your programs or services or how you sell your products. It's just a fact of life. It's going to happen sooner or later. And I know that it feels a big loss. You feel like a, a super big loss for that. First of all, I understand from the marketing side of the equation, you spend a lot of money to solicit and to advertise to them and all those costs. And then on top of that, you may have a charge back or dispute cost. For example, Stripe, the payment processor Stripe charges a $15 dispute fee. And I just want to let you know that as scary as it seems, while it may happen to you, I just want to take the sting out of it and just put some perspective around it. Because I think for a lot of us, the fear is coming from not accepting the fact that these things are just part of the cost of doing business. And this doesn't have to rattle your world. This isn't, this doesn't have to ruin your perspective on being a business owner and not making sales or not putting yourself out there. And again, I talk a lot about this in Selling Superstar about how to build that confidence and how to weather these kind of situations. Again, check the show notes below. But anyway, I wanted to explain that it's okay that you're still going to be okay, that there are going to be people who just want to buy stuff and return it, okay? They want to use it temporarily and get their money back. Think about the people who buy their clothes for an event, not you, just people that you may know or have heard of, <laughs> and then return it the next day. It seems sleazy. It seems underhanded. It seems really bad. But I just want to let you know that there's a lot of people who have a lot of dishonesty and issues within them. And rest assured that it is really about them and not about you. But we're going to talk about as we go along later in this podcast about how to defend yourself. But I just want to let you know that do not personalize it. Do not Think of this as an attack against you. Again, everything that someone does, even if they say it's your fault, it's really about them. It's really about their misunderstanding. It's about their expectations. And even if you spell everything out correctly, even if you break everything down, there are going to be people who just are irrational because of their own issues or they're distracted or just lots of things. And I just want you to understand that you're still okay. You are still in business to helping people. I'm assuming that everyone who's listening has a heart of compassion, a heart of understanding, and a heart that really wants to create positivity in their world. And it may feel as if, oh my goodness, I don't know what I'm doing. I thought I had the best intentions and this person's accusing me of all the stuff and then they're demanding my money, their money back and then they're trying to slander me on social media. A lot of the time, those people who are running around causing chaos and confusion and conflict have a lot of issues, a lot of personal issues. And I don't want you to absorb their own negativity to think that somehow 
what you're doing is not impactful, what you're doing is not helpful, what you haven't been clear. Because I'll be honest with you, I think about, heck, even, shoot, 10 years ago, I'll never freaking forget this happened 10 years ago to me where I had this Groupon special. And if you're using Groupon right now to grab new clients, I would highly urge you, if you're a service professional, to not do it because it's just not worth the cost on a lot of levels. But that's, (laughs) I don't want to get on a tangent and get off topic. But anyway. I remember I had this Groupon special and it was like 75% off for these group coaching classes. And I remember that a a prospective client wanted to modify it somehow. That was just above and beyond what I was willing to do on top of the fact that I had a discount. And And I remember just texting with her back and forth and this went on for almost two hours, believe it or not. It's insane. And I remember the end of the, the conversation. I said, look, I, I know that this is a really good discount. What you're asking is above and beyond what I'm comfortable doing. As much as I like the business, this is not worth it. I, I hope you find someone who can be able to accommodate you because I'm not the one. And I remember I got this negative review on Groupon, like just slandering me. And then they went on another website to do that. And I remember just thinking, oh my goodness, I just wanted to crawl into a little box and cover myself up and never escape because I felt that this was the end of the world. This review is just going to be terrible. This is going to slander me. This is going to ruin my business. I remember that during this time frame, I was just starting to get into marketing my business and getting more attention. And I felt that any negative review was going to be the end of the world. And I remember calling up the the representative from Groupon and I was trying to dispute and having this particular review taken down and saying, this is not even a customer. This person was trying to bait me into doing something that I wasn't comfortable doing. And I, I thought I was being polite. I told them to find another person who could accommodate them. And they were just rude. And I remember talking to the representative and they said that sometimes it's really good that there is maybe a, a negative one star or whatever. I should say negative one star, just a one star or just a negative review. Because oftentimes when we're just only reviewing stuff that's 100%, four or five stars, just perfect. It doesn't seem really realistic. It doesn't seem really practical. And not only that, you have the opportunity right then and there to respond, to let people know the situation and find a remedy if necessary. And it doesn't matter even if the person didn't work with you or not. You want to want to explain to the world that you're not going to be working with certain people who are demanding stuff that goes above and beyond what you would want to do working with a client. And I remember after that experience, I had that aha moment. Oh my goodness, this is clarity. And I want to share with you, if you're listening today and you're facing someone who is demanding more than you feel comfortable, that use this as an opportunity to ask yourself, what terms of conditions do you want? How do you want to make yourself clear to perspective and existing customers about what you will and won't do? Maybe these refund requests or complaints or anything of that nature is a big wake-up call of what you will and will not do. That experience really taught me 
my own personal boundaries about what I want to do and what I refuse to do in my business. And as painful as it was at the time, it was very helpful. And with all of that being said, I just want to explain with you some big ideas that will help you to avoid these chargeback refunds, negative reviews, all that other stuff, and to help you to get clear about who you want as an ideal customer. Because for a lot of us, in the beginning of our business, we want any customer, it doesn't freaking matter where they come from, I just want the sale. And with that energy, that desperate energy can actually open us up to a lot of conflict, a lot of pain, a lot of frustration, so much drama. And I don't want that to be your circumstance because I know that's been my situation as well. All right. With that being said, let's get into it. The first and foremost thing, and I know this is obvious, but I just have to say it all out, is number one is to be super clear, crystal clear on your terms and conditions. And for example, if you are selling a product, make sure that you include that if you're going to do a refund or exchange that the product that is returned that is, shows no signs of wear and tear, that you have a certain time frame where someone must return it, perhaps within 30 days or 90 days, you get to decide. You need to be clear on whether or not you will pay for the shipping and handling or the refund's going to be minus shipping and handling costs. That's for you to decide. Personally, I believe if someone wants a refund, then they should incur the cost of shipping and handling. Okay. Only in case of the the point where there is actually visible damages from the product. For example, the product is still enclosed in the plastic baggie and you can tell that it was some type of manufacturing problem that, or something that caused damages during the shipping process. In that case, you would want the customer to showcase visible signs that it was damaged, take photographs, whatever, have proof that this person wasn't intentionally trying to damage the product, that it was truly an error on your end during either the time of the packaging or when it was shipped, okay? Because sometimes the UPS or whoever shipping handler that you're using can be a little bit rough during the transport process. So you want them to be held accountable in case that they were handling things a little bit rough, okay? Now, if you are a digital service provider like myself, you want to also make sure that they have contacted you within a certain time frame, perhaps within the 36 hours or whatever time frame makes sense for your digital product. Make sure that you have very clear terms about who this product or service is intended for throughout any of my sales pages. And I again, I talk about this in my program, Selling Superstar, who this product is intended for, how to use it, what to expect, make everything super crystal clear so that they have no reason to actually want the refund to begin with because your intentions were obvious from the beginning, okay, prior to them even accessing the document. 
as part of your terms and conditions and your documentation, make sure that your documents are U.S. letter or A4 size, A4 size, and portrait orientation. You can still add screenshots to your documents and landscape orientation, but make sure that it's very clear that they can print it out on a document and refer to it later. Make sure that you use bold text call-outs or arrows to draw attention to pertinent or important information. Avoid using color highlighting. For example, I have seen this and I don't know why people do it. For example, they try to highlight yellow text over yellow. <laughs> so it literally, you can't see anything that was written at all. And I know that obviously in the time they were probably just making lots of edits and they overlooked it. That's why you want to make sure that everything is very clear and understandable. And that if you print it out, that you can clearly see all the text. Don't be fancy. Use, when in doubt, just use black text. No red, no blue, no purple, no other funky colors. Just black text, especially in the terms and conditions. In fact, the more boring, the better because... That way, there is no ambiguity about what people are reading or how they're accessing the material. And here's another thing. I see a lot of people want to use video explanations to explain their terms and conditions or the refunds or what to do. And here's the thing. For every video that you create, make sure that there's a text explanation that is a 95% match. Obviously, not every single word has to be transcribed, but if you can get close to almost the majority of the, the text that was trans that was said in the video and then you transcribe it, that's when. Because you don't want people to come to you and say, well, the video you're saying doesn't match up with the text. I'm confused. I want my money back. All this drama. You don't want the drama. You don't want the conflict. You don't want all of the anxiety about what you are doing in your return exchange process you want to remove all the confusion you want to remove all the ambiguity you want to be clear as day okay okay now let's talk about having other people review it i think that's the biggest biggest part of this whole avoiding the refund avoiding exchanges having less people write negative stuff on your your website or wherever they can access to you have at least three people who aren't in your industry not working with you not colleagues and to say hey look can you please take a moment and review my refund and my exchange policy or my terms and conditions or heck just please review my sales page and let me know please let me know if there's anything that is ambiguous, where there could be misunderstandings, where there are things that aren't very clear. Please make it very clear to me so I understand this. Because I think for a lot of us, our fear of not looking right, our fear of not being perfect really sets us up for disaster. And part of being an entrepreneur is taking slices of humble pie every once in a while. And yes, that includes showing people your stuff. Now, obviously, I'm assuming that you have taken your time to let the document rest, meaning that you give yourself some time and space to review it and then come back to it. And then if you feel as if this is in this best perfect shape, 
then ask someone else who isn't you to look at it and give their input. Because I think that for a lot of us, we've created so many problems because we haven't asked anyone just to take a look at our stuff. At least I'm raising my hand. I'm being honest. I'm taking my humble pie and saying that a lot of the disasters, the problems, all the things that have just frustrated me in terms of people who've asked for money back or wanted to cancel or bowed out to some program that I was offering was because I was too afraid to ask anyone to give me some review or comment or feedback on what I was doing. That's my my issue. And I don't want that to be you. I want you to be able to feel confident about what you're selling. And again, if you need a little bit more support, check out the comment section below, the note section below, and uh, check out the resource Selling Superstar because I think that would be very helpful for you. And let's review everything that we've talked about. First and foremost, that refunds, exchanges, all that stuff. It is common. It's going to be an issue that happens to you sooner than later. And one of the best ways to help combat that is to A, expect it to happen and not be shell-shocked and pretend that it can happen to you. The other thing is to get really clear about who you are, what you want to sell, why you're selling and what you accept in your terms and conditions. For example, I mentioned earlier about do you want it unused in the still packaging? Do you want no signs of use? A lot of times people are making impulse decisions and then there's they're just trying to cancel. Now you're not be able to avoid it, but at least if you're clear about who the product's intended for, at least you can minimize many, many of the problems in your in your sales page. And that's why I suggest that your sales page is very clear. No funky colors, no purple, no blue, no green, all, all that stuff. Make it understandable. 12 font, point font or higher. Make sure that it's ideally on a separate page that so some that someone can actually print it out and review if necessary. And lastly, have someone who is not you review it. Oftentimes we think that we have everything clear, but in reality we don't. So that's why it's so important for someone who's not us can just take a moment and review it. Well, that is it. Was there something that was like, whoa, light bulb? I didn't know that. Let me know. Send me a message. Hello at DeniseGLee.com. And if you really, really loved it, make sure that you forward this podcast to someone who I could be benefited but from this episode. Well, <laughs> that is it. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I enjoy my time with you. Take care and be awesome.